I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Your teams, your station. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. It's Joe Benito and Evan Roberts on the fan. You really can't make this up. The timing couldn't be more perfect. As Joe Beningo and Evan Roberts return on Saturdays together, we do it for the first time on a day for the first time in 150 days where the New York Mets are not in first place. Joe, you couldn't have read a more perfect script, right? Bro, I I hate to start out my first words back with you after almost two years with what a disgrace. But what a disgrace. I mean, last night, I, now I did my podcast, my live podcast last night. I want to thank Brian Costello and John Jastrzemski and everybody there at the Hackensack Brewing Company in Hackensack. Thank you. Thank you for the one you did with me earlier in the summer. You, know, you had the game on. What a disaster. You know, uh, let me start with this. Can I start with this? Where the hell is the urgency sure. to win this division, Ev? Because I don't see it. You know, they, these close games, Buck's putting these garbage relief pitches in. He, in the ninth inning, how, why do you start the inning? It's a one-run game. You start the inning with Joely Rodriguez, and then you bring Diaz in after he gives up a two-run homer? What is that? What's going and on And remember, here? he said... He said a few days ago, because he pulled something very similar in the Pittsburgh series. In the first game of that series, on a Tuesday night, yes. he yep. decides to leave in uh, Montes de Oca oh to try to get God. two innings and keep that game yep. close. Yep. Now, what yep. made matters worse is the yep. next day, he's using Adam Adovino in a 10 nothing game. Right. So, right. Buck, and then Buck even says, hey... As the games get bigger, I've got to rethink this. Well, last night was a big game. And if Edwin Diaz hasn't pitched in a week and you want to get him in the game and it's a one-run game in the eighth inning, why are you messing around with Joely Rodriguez, who stinks? Why? Uh, Bro, it's unbelievable. Like I said, the urgency to win this division is not there. And Francisco Lindor, okay, let me get on this guy. 
$350 million, 10 years, that contract's a disaster. This guy's 35. If he's worth $35 million a year, Aaron Judge is worth $70 million a year. It's a disgrace. Bases loaded, huge spot in the game. I mean, can you hit the ball to the outfield? And he hits it into a damn double play. He has been terrible. He's been stuck on 21 home runs for like five months, it seems. Him and I know Alonzo hit a two-run home run last night, but let's be honest. You know, these two guys have done nothing for a month. You could say, what, what does Alonzo have? No, nine, I know. Home, nine home runs since the All-Star break? I mean, let, give me a yeah, they, break. They, the big yeah. reason why this offense has struggled, and look, the, the reason why the Mets are struggling right now over they don't these hit. last seven games against is they don't hit. Even they last hit. night, like, I get it. We were both frustrated by the bullpen usage of Buck Showalter, but the of bottom course. line is they had big opportunities in this yep. game. Jeff McNeil yep. comes up in the third inning after double Lindor play. and Nimmo and Nitto. He grounds into a double play. Alonzo had the multiple double plays a couple of days ago in yep. the Pirates series. Yep. Yep. They're not hitting. And I don't know if you heard this comment. This scares the crap out of me. Yep. Lindor says... I think we've hit a wall. You think oh, you've hit a wall? I heard that. I know. What wall? What wall is the Atlanta you know, Braves hit who never freaking lose? They, no one exactly. wants to hear about being tired or hitting a wall. They've got to get over this wall, and they got to find a way to be the team they were for the first five months of this season. And aren't you so happy that they have such an easy schedule? That's all we heard after the Dodgers series. Oh, these, oh Washington, Pittsburgh, Miami, the Cubs. Give me a break. All right? Go win these freaking games. I, I am – bro, we we got – let's be honest about this because I know we both fell into this trap, and I did too. You know, comparing this team, ah, this is the best team since we since 1986. Are you kidding me? They are setting us up for a, a, a the biggest tease we could get and for just massive disappointment in the playoffs. Let's be real. If they got to play this two out of three miniseries in the first round, even if they win it, they got no shot to get to the World Series, bro. They got to play the Dodgers in the second round. You're wasting. Who knows about Scherzer? Of course. I mean, of course he's hurt. Why wouldn't he be? You know, you, uh, it means you got to pitch more games for guys like Scherzer and DeGrom. I mean, come on. But also, 150 days in first place. Unbel- That's we, what I mean. We, that, Since it's, April. It's the ultimate tease. And look, a lot we of We thought this. last year, well, let me just say this. We thought last year was bad. They were in first place, and then they crapped out in early July. Right. This is 100% worse. And but I you know, know they're going to make the playoffs. And let me just say one thing. Because the freaking media out there, all these guys, I've heard it from all these guys. And I'm going to say their names, too. Anthony McCarron on Sports Night. Well, it's okay. Look, if they if they have to sacrifice the division, it's okay. Mike Vaccaro, who I love. Mike, if you're listening right now, I love you. Okay? You're the best columnist there is. I had to read this ridiculous article a couple of days ago. He's telling the Met fans to calm down. What do you mean? Oh, because we're not 15 games out of first place? We can't get aggravated with the freaking tease we're getting this summer as they blow this division and then they get knocked out early in the playoffs. We're supposed to be happy about that? Give me a break. No. I'm the, sorry, the, Mike. The, you got all you guys. Give me a break. Will the you? division is important. I don't want to hear this anymore. Of course. Winning the division. Of course. Now, they now, fought, I, bro, they finished first six times in 60 years. Well, and also, they, they spent 150 right. days in first right. place. And here's right. The, of course. Here's the part that kills me the most. Like I have, we, we both have great respect for what the Braves are doing. The Braves are having a unbelievable. ridiculous unbelievable. season. They have grabbed this division probably more than the Mets have blown it. Yes, but what probably. really kills me is it's not as if the Mets are struggling against the L.A. Dodgers and 
the Atlanta Braves and even the St. Louis Cardinals. They won two out of three against the Dodgers. Yep, they've yep. mostly taken care of business against Atlanta outside of the final series they've played against them. They've blown this division because they can't beat some of the worst right. teams in That's baseball right. over the last week. Unbelievable. That- and I got to say this too, and you're going to get mad at me, but I got to say this. The babying of DeGrom. This guy should have pitched against the Yankees the second game against the Yankees. He should have pitched last uh, Sunday against Washington. They keep pushing him back, pushing. Could he pitch every fifth damn day, please? Well, I think that's over, though. I think that, yes, is early it? on. Is he going to start doing that now? I think, so. I think they have to. And have I think Buck to, knows please. that. Like, he, the other night against Pittsburgh, we never got a chance to see if they'd push him because the Mets were kicking their butts. Seven right. innings was fine. They ended up 10 nothing. There was no reason to keep pitching him. Right. Back. Right. So we never got to see it. Right. But I think as this season continues and there's uncertainty about Max Scherzer right. and Taiwan right. Walker's been mediocre at best oh, in the second half. Fine, mediocre. And please. who knows about Carlos Carrasco who starts today? I think that we are going to see more of a pushing of Jacob DeGrom because they need to. Because yeah. I think Buck knows that winning the division is important. Now, I don't think winning the wild card is a death sentence. Like, could the no, Mets win? You know, they're not getting, bro. You do you really think that they are going to get to the? They're going to they got to play a two out of three, a three out of five, two four out of seven. There's no way to get into the World Series if they got to play. That I think extra it's round. unlikelier. I don't think it's impossible. I mean, how many times over the last 15 years now in the wild card era have we seen teams out confident. of nowhere make a run? We've I'm seen not it. Confident. No, I'm, I'm listen, I didn't say I'm confident. I said they can do it, that it's possible that I wouldn't say going into a best of three against the Padres and the Phillies, all right, even if they get past oh, it, no, they're not they should the win Dodgers. that series. But even if they do it, and they got to play the Dodgers in the next round? Yeah. No, it's a, dude, it's a tough, tough road. That's why winning the division is important, and it would be nice for the Braves to lose once in a while. Oh, my like, God. once in a while, can they can lose Seattle, a freaking game? You know game? what? They're on this West Coast trip. Can Seattle, who's a good team, they're going to the playoffs. Can they win a couple games against them? Can the Giants, I know the Giants is not a good year for the Giants, but I mean, can, they, can the Giants beat them one game out there? I mean, the Giants are not a disaster. Can they, can they win a game? Can they lose three games on this West Coast they, trip? Can that's they? What, that's what's so frustrating, Joe. Think about this. Even if the Mets, you know, basically play a little bit above 500 the rest of the way, which would not be acceptable based on the teams no, they're facing. Absolutely not. They could very realistically, in fact, it's probably the likeliest scenario right now, they win 102 games and don't win the National League East. That is very much on the table right now. Of course. I know it is. I know. The the thing that is very frustrating is, look, I'm not defending the way they played for a week. They've been very bad. Look, they weren't playing great before that, but they were winning anyway. They won three out of four against Colorado. They won two out of three against the Dodgers. They didn't look good in that series at all, by the way. Even though they won three games against Colorado, they they did not look great in that I agree. No, no, I agree. But you know what? Ultimately, they still won those games. Right, right. Most teams could afford to have a bad week. The New York Yankees have, a, have basically had a bad three months, and as they continue to blow the AL East, which we'll get into, they still they have will, a lead. What right. was that? I don't think they will, but anyway. You know what? Uh, let me tell you something, man. I never thought they would. I guess I still don't think they will. But the fact that they have allowed this division to get down yeah. to two games, it's two games in the loss column. I know. How about they were up by 15 and a half. They've played crap baseball for two and a half months, but the Yankees were fortunate. They yeah. didn't share a division with teams that wouldn't ever lose. Like, yeah. that's the problem, and that's also frustrating that, while, yes, I'm mad at the Mets over the way they've played over a week, but I also look over at the Atlanta Braves and say, you got to be freaking kidding me. Yeah. Most well, teams can have a bad week and not lose first place, which the Mets just did. Unbelievable. 
I, and I, I really, I'm, I'm so disgusted. You know, and now, and, and what makes it worse, bro, is now we got the double whammy of the Jets starting tomorrow. And we haven't <laughs> even got into that. So now, you know, so now we got to get aggravated about the Mets. Then I'm going to be aggravated. I'm already aggravated about the Jets. They should have drafted a, a, an offensive tackle in the first round. And, we, and I, you know, I, I knew this was happening with Beckton, but we'll get into this later on in the show. So now we get the double whammy of the aggravation of the Mets and the aggravation of the Jets. Isn't it wonderful? Oh, it's great. September can be a very cruel time of year. Unbelievable. It can be that time of year where you get punched in the mouth Friday and Saturday, right. and then you get punched right. twice on right. Sunday, right. essentially. The mouth, Friday, the mouth Friday and Saturday and the rear end on Sunday. Now, yeah. let me ask you this, because yes. I think what's going on with the Yankees is truly incredible. And it makes more sense than what's happening with the Mets because the Yankees are ravaged by injuries. All you got to do is look at their yes. lineup yesterday. They, really, they have no really lineup. Judge and, and everybody else right now. And I understand the frustration. Giancarlo Stanton's got to play. This is a joke oh, now. This guy's He's pinched. all the time. Giancarlo Stanton, give me a break. This guy's, the guy's built like a you-know-what kind of uh, you know, brick you-know-what. And the guy's hurt all the time. He's always and, hurt. And then the last two days, he's healthy enough to pinch hit, grounds out yesterday, right, strikes right. out the day before, but they can't actually let him play and get four at-bats in a game when you've got a lineup that features Isaiah Conifalefa hitting cleanup. Yeah. But yesterday... On a day in which they're honoring Jeter, and Jeter, let me tell you something about Derek Jeter. He is vengeful, and I love it. Because what he pulled last night, I don't know if you picked up on this. No, I, I, I was doing the podcast, and I was paying a lot more. I did see the Hicks play in left field, what oh, a disaster that was. Both but of them. I, but, I, but I was kind of, you know, obviously I was paying more attention to the Mets. So Aaron Hicks makes two brutal plays. Aaron Boone pulls him out of the game. Right. Won't yep. even say he benched him. Just said, I needed to get him out of there. Yeah, I need yep. to get him out of there because his head's up his ass, right. and he stinks right now. Yep. It was so bad last night. After Aaron Hicks dropped that fly ball in left field, Yankee fans started chanting something at him. And they started chanting this. Joey Gallo. Oh, is that true? Oh, I my. swear to God. They were chanting for Joey Gallo. That's how bad it was. You never thought you'd hear that. But oh Derek, my God. Derek Jeter did something. And I predicted this uh, yesterday yeah, with Craig. Doing? I said... Derek Jeter's going to find a way to get Yankee fans to boo Brian Cashman. Because Yankee fans are very upset with Brian Cashman Well, right they now. should be. By the way, how do you trade Montgomery for Harrison? Oh. Dude, you talk about a bad trade. What was that? And then he goes to St. Louis, and boom, the Cardinals say, hey, throw more fastballs. And he's got like a one ERA. Well, the Cardinals, and let's be honest, is is there really, as much as I hate them and we hate them, is there a better organization in baseball than the St. Louis Cardinals? Nah, they know how to run it, man. No doubt. So Jeter starts his little uh, announcement by thanking Hal Steinbrenner, and the crowd boos. And Jeter very quickly says, nah, you don't want to boo him, trust me which was kind of odd, like almost as if he's joining the organization soon, so you don't want to boo mm-hmm. Hal. Then he thanks Brian Cashman, who he never wanted to thank, but he wanted to thank him just so the crowd would boo him. Right. The crowd starts booing Brian Cashman. <laughs> Jeter's got a smirk on his face, right. and all he yeah. says is, ah, you guys are getting ready for the playoffs, aren't you? Like, he was basically begging the crowd to boo Brian right. Cashman right. because he's still vengeful about the contract maybe, negotiations. Maybe he's going to be the next ago. GM. Maybe he's taking over for Cashman. Didn't he say something about? Didn't he say something to the fans who were kind of alluding that he was going to kind of be back with the fans? He again? did. He said, right. I haven't been around lately, but I think you're going to be seeing a lot more of me, right. which, yeah, right. I think we all interpret it as, what does that mean? Is he joining the ownership group? Is he going to be the new general manager? He, he said afterwards, because then he had a press conference, and he said, ah, I don't look too closely into it. I'm just, you know, I'm not running the Marlins anymore. I love the Yankees. I'll just be around more. But we'll see. But after that kind of press conference uh, event where the Yankee fans are ecstatic, Derek Jeter, a champion, we love him. You're thinking about the dynasty days. Then they go out 
and they lay a big fat egg where Aaron Hicks can't catch balls in the outfield. The offense continues to stink. Logically, the Yankees, I think, won't blow the AL East, and I've been thinking that for months. But, Joe, it's down to two games. If the Rays win the next two games, they take the tiebreaker, Mm. and the Yankees are bad. Like, that's the other problem. No, they're bad. Montas now, hey, look, I mean, what, what were they, 9-19 and 19 in August? I mean, they've been playing well under 500 ball for a while now. And you look at that lineup. I mean, you know, LeMayu is out. Rizzo's out. Carpenter's out. Uh, you know, like you talk, Stanton is always hurt. Uh, no, it, it's, it's basically Aaron Judge and everybody else right now. And I'll tell you right now, I don't care what the situation. If I'm... I'm playing the Yankees. I don't. I don't. I don't pitch the judge at all. I, mean, okay, I, I don't give him. Any, I don't pitch to him at all. Even if it's uh, with nobody on base. No, I agree. Why would you pitch to him? The the thing that's scary if you're a Yankee fan is look. The Rays have a brutal schedule. I don't know if people are familiar with this, but they play the Toronto Blue Jays mm. nine times. They right. play the Astros. I'm not even kidding you. Six times. They got six times with the. They got six games with Houston yet. Yeah, haven't played them yet. They play three games. Maybe against... Houston will lay down just so the Yankees don't win the division. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no, you never love know. Loss. no love loss with the with those two teams. We know that. You know what? That ain't crazy. No, and the I, Astros I understand. Is, they've I essentially wrapped up the number one seed, right. so they don't care. Right. But they got all those games against the Blue Jays, all those games against the Astros. They got three games against Cleveland. So I know logically the Rays have a tough schedule. But the more you watch this Yankee team and the more you look at this lineup, it's fair to just say they're not any good. So can they even win enough games to hold off yeah. Tampa Bay? And I got to tell you, man, I know they'd still make the playoffs. That would be one of the biggest collapses we've horrible. ever seen if they don't win this division. Well, look, I mean, when you were up by 15 and a half games and you were and, – and, and let's be – bro, we, we talk about comparing the this Met team to the 86 team. We were comparing the Yankees to the 114-98 – 114-win-98 team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and now look at them. Unbelievable. This is – an epic, epic collapse. Now, baseball is weird. They lose the division, which would be a collapse, and then go into the wild card series, win that, win a divisional series. Obviously, you could change the script. Sure. Same thing with the Mets. Do they but have you, enough pitching, by the way? Do you think the Yankees got enough pitching, bro? Uh, when's, I'm more, Cortez is still out, right? When's he coming back? Well, Nestor came back the other day through Did four he? innings, so he's on his way back. Obviously, his pitch count will start to expand right. more. Garrett Cole, I think, is starting to remind you that he is an ace. It's the right. st- the starting pitching doesn't scare me as much as the bullpen does, yeah. but more than anything, their lineup is bad. Yeah, the lineup stinks. And and there's no guarantee that DJ LeMahieu comes back and is right. the old DJ LeMahieu because well, he, he hasn't was had bad a great for year a month. anyway. I mean, yeah, really, I mean, he hasn't been the guy he was a couple of years ago, LeMahieu. Well, well, over the last month, he's been a terror. He's been right. hit like 160. Basically, right. that toe right. injury has affected him. And the same thing with Giancarlo Stanton. He hasn't hit at all before he got hurt. So it's there's no guarantee these guys come back and start producing. So, yeah, right now when you look at the Yankees, they just look like a bad baseball team. They don't look like a team that's yeah. all of a sudden going to wake up because it's also been now months of them playing bad baseball. So, dude, it's on the table that they blow the A at least. I put a Twitter poll up before the show. Met fans and Yankee fans, is each team going to win the division? Now, the Met fan was more negative, which would not surprise you. Well, of course not. 64% said no. For the Yankee fan, 56% said no. So most Yankee fans right now are basically looking at themselves saying, we're not going to win this AL East. We're going to find a way to blow it, and why not based on the way they're playing? If they blow blow the division, okay, and they they crap out early in the playoffs, does Cashman survive this? Does Boone survive this? I mean, how, how could they possibly survive a massive collapse if that's the way it goes down? I don't, think they, I don't think they can. And I never would have thought that. I never would have thought that Brian Cashman wouldn't be here. But I think if they lose the division and then proceed to lose in the first right. round, because that's right. the caveat. We have to right. keep that in mind. They right. could very well go on a run. They could. Yeah. 
I, I definitely think Hal would look around and say, hey, this is unacceptable. I mean, a 15-and-a-half game lead. Unbelievable. That's an all-timer if you yeah. blow that divisional lead. Yeah. No, hey, look, I mean, I, it, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, we were the, the whole summer, we're just riding, most of the summer, we're riding along. The two New York teams, everybody's going delirious. Oh, this is great. Subway World Series and all of this. Boy, where did that go, bro? I know. Wow. But you're, you're going to think I'm nuts for saying this, and I don't know why I'm saying this. Maybe it's just the trust that's been built. You're the are going to pull the division out? I actually am. Are you? I, you know why? Tell me they, why. They've been bad for a week, no doubt. Right. I, and it's been frustrating, and I've been throwing crap at the TV, and it's been awful. But every time, Joe, this season, we needed to see something from this team, True. they did it all season long. True. Whether it was against the Braves, whether it was even the series against the Dodgers, whether it was that West Coast trip a few months ago. And I have a tough time believing, as much as I've got negativity in my Met DNA, no doubt, I have a tough time believing that all of that was a facade. All of that was fake. And now, in September, against these garbage teams, they're going to continue to play bad baseball. I don't know what to say. But you know what? Look, they're not. we talked about the hitting, but here's something else I'm concerned about. Right now, you're down really to two reliable pitches in the starting rotation. That's it. You got DeGrom and Bassett. Bassett's been great. He's been the most reliable pitcher all year. Outside of that, who knows about Scherzer? And then, you know, Cookie Carrasco, really? Take Juan Walker again going into a second-half dive like he did last year. You know, Peterson, eh. You know, we saw he wasn't so great last night. I mean, he's been okay. I, I, I'm a little worried about that, too. They only really have two reliable – I mean, who knows about Scherzer? You got two pitches right now that I can really – I got confidence in, and Diaz in the bullpen. That's it. When they use him, <laughs> because the guy right. barely pitches right now. Right, right. Uh, we'll get your calls coming up. We'll make our NFL picks. We'll make our picks every single Saturday. We'll talk Jets, Ravens. We'll talk Giants, Titans. Think about that. If you're a Yankee fan or a Met fan and you're depressed, uh, you'll be more right. depressed on Sunday as the Giants and Jets begin their seasons. Can't wait. <laughs> Didn't Bart Scott once say that? Can't wait. Oh, yes, I remember. And had that, had that work out, by the way. Yeah, oh. Yeah, we could wait. We were there a week later. That, that was it. That was the end. That was the end. We're still waiting the... from that day. Let yeah. me tell you. How many years now was that? That was 2010. Oh, my God. That was January of 2011. How about somebody? Can Ugh. we say this about the Jets? How about somebody? I did the show with Costello last night. Costello picking the Jets to win four games. Four. If this imagine? team wins four games, just, just you know, just, just move the uh, moving van in to get Salah, Douglas, and everybody out of here if they only four, win four games this four year. Ga- oh, my God. He's got them winning four. He says they're going to win the Raven game tomorrow and lose the next eight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, he's, tr- he's trying to kill us, isn't he? He's trying I'm, to torture us. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, JJ thinks JJ is betting the under. The, the over-under is five and a half. No, Are I you know. kidding me? What this you- team's not winning six games this year? They, oh they better. God. Better. They, they freaking better. Oh. We'll get to that coming up, 877-337-6666. We'll be here just about every Saturday. Beningo and Roberts here on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Bronx Bombers. It is high. It is far. It is gone. The home of Yankees baseball is WFAN. Yankees win. The Yankees The Fan on 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. They did not win last night. They better win today. It is time for the Wendy's Yankee Turning Point of the Game Contest. Wendy's official hamburger of the New York Yankees. First call to correctly identify yesterday's Yankee Turning Point of the Game. And I think there's a certain specific moment where it's got to be the turning point for not only one specific human on the Yankees, but certainly for the game last night. 866-540-WFN received two pairs of tickets to a Yankees 2022 regular season game. It's all from your flagship station for New York baseball. The fan Yankees play this afternoon. We'll take you right up to the pregame show coming up at 1225. Another game they just have to have. They have to win one of these games against Tampa because not only would it maintain their lead in this division, but they'd actually win the tiebreaker for the American League East. These tiebreakers are a big freaking deal. It's the same thing the Mets are going to deal yep. with when they play the Braves yep. in a few weeks. Well, they got the 9-7 advantage right now to Mets. Yes, which means they have to win a game in right. Atlanta to right. at least secure the tiebreaker. Now, we'll see what the standings look right. like by the right. time they play them. We're gonna be, we might be signing right now that, that, that uh, you know, uh, those three games are for the division title. I mean, I wanted no part of that a month and a half ago. Now, uh, you know, who knows? You know, it's, it's crazy. It was about two weeks ago. And the Mets were three games up. I said on the air, and I got a lot of crap for it, but now I I think you'd agree with me now. I said I would sign in that moment to go into that series with a one-game lead in the National League East, figuring, hey, all I've got to do is win a game. I'm tied for first with the tiebreaker going into the final three right, games of the season. Right. I'd sign for that. Right. And at the time, you know, a lot of Mets fans were like, come on, three games up. How could you sign for that? Well, now, considering the Braves never lose, no matter who never. they play, unbelievable. the Mets are mired in a slump. Let's face it, they're playing some of their worst baseball of the season, and now they're a half game back, really one game back. Yeah, I think we'd all sign for something like that going into that series with the Braves. Yeah. No, I think now you would have to. I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, the pain, bro. The pain. Not fun. We'll get to the no. football coming up in a little bit. That's not fun either. As the Jets open the season against the Ravens, the Giants are in Tennessee. Let's kick it off with Scott in Jamesburg, New Jersey. What's up, Scott? Scott, what's up? Happy Saturday, Joe and Evans. What's up? So, What's up, Scott? So, not much, guys. I'm feeling you. This Mets season has been insane. Um, and I really, though, feel what Evan and Joe, you said. Watching this Braves team, it's not that the Mets are collapsing. With the idea that they can win over 100 games for only, what, the fourth time in franchise history? Well, and yeah. still be looking up at the Braves is really, really scary to me. And what you guys said, though, that the only thing that I – still think we have, and Joe, I understand your concern with Max. 
I think Max is going to be okay. I really have to believe that Max is going to be okay. And if you have DeGrom, Max, and Diaz going into a series, I feel that in the playoffs, you know, that's really tough to beat. And um, I know it's going to be hard to get there over the next, what, three and a half weeks? But, Scott, you know what the problem is? The issue with the Mets over the last week is they're not scoring any runs. No. They're not coming through with the big hit. So as great as Jake and Max and Bassett can be in a short series, you do have to score a couple of runs to win. And right now, that's their biggest issue. They just can't score runs. And and how many times now over the last week, we saw it with Lindor and McNeil last night. We saw it with Alonzo twice in the Tuesday night game against the Pirates. Have they come up in a big spot and someone's bouncing into a double play? Well, go back to the Yankees series, all right? That second game especially because... That really, they left a million guys on in that game, and then Lindor comes up, ninth inning, bases loaded, and flies out to end the game. I mean, this kind of, we've been watching this for a while now, bro. This has been yep. going on for a while. And now you got the, now you got the injury to Marte. How long is Marte going to be out for? What's the deal I, there? I am assuming, because they kept saying. They didn't put him on the IL, did they? No, but I think they are today, because that middle finger is bandaged up. Right. It doesn't look like it's getting any better. And they got to put him on the IL, and they've got to do something that Buck Showalter doesn't want to do, but he's got to do it. I don't care what he thinks about this guy. They have to call up Mark Vientos, and they have to do it today. Yes. Mark Vientos yep. is tearing up AAA. And oh, yep. by the way, the right-handed bat that the Mets went out and got at the trade deadline, Darren Ruff, oh, he stinks. is a dog. dog. And yes, Terrible. pun intended. He's been a freaking dog over Terrible. the last few weeks. Why not call the kid up? It seems to work for the Braves when they call up Vaughn yep. Grissom and Michael Harris. And let the kid play because Darren Ruff has done nothing. Well, neither has Vogelback. I mean, he walks a lot. But let's be let's be honest. I mean, the DH position, and I, I was, you know, you know, I was off of the DH. I thought it was going to help the Mets. Has killed them this year. JD Davis stunk. Uh, you know, Dom Smith stunk. These guys stink. I mean, they 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 gave us a little hope early on. Vogelback, Ruff, even Naquin early on, although he had a little bounce back there in Pittsburgh. Right. Uh, but they've done nothing. The DH position has been a disaster for it the has. Mets this year. It has, and they got a, a little disaster. They got a little burst after the trade deadline right. with those two guys. That's it. They've done nothing since. But to to his point, like you go back to '86, and I'm not saying this is the '86 Mets. No. Obviously that they're obviously, obviously they're not. not. But in 1986, the Mets had a stretch of games in August in which they lost five out of six, and they couldn't score any runs in a series against the St. Louis Cardinals. Now. No one they also probably... had a monster lead at that point in time, too, in that, the division. That, and that's the point. That's the, that's exact. This Met team should have a monster lead. They should. Joe, if right. they're in any other division, I know. obviously maybe not every other division, but in some other divisions, they'd have a 13-game lead. And here's what we would be saying today after they just lost the game to the Marlins. Ah, hopefully they'll start playing better. But it wouldn't be as big of a deal. So a lot of this is the Braves. It sucks, but a lot of it is that they happen to share a division with the defending world champions who, since June 1st, has been far and away the best team in baseball. Yeah. No, I look, I mean, it's it, it, you're right. You're right. But again, I just have not seen, and this is on Buck, I have not seen the urgency to win this division from the manager. I really haven't. And, and you know, using these brutal relief. You know, yesterday, why the heck... Peterson, okay, he goes out early. Shouldn't Trevor Williams be in this game? Am I missing something? Yeah. When did I ever use this guy? So here's the here's the thing about Trevor Williams. I'm Why glad you brought it up. Yesterday? There's a reason. They're concerned about Taiwan Walker being able to make uh, his start tomorrow because he had a blister issue. Oh my so God. I think there's a chance Trevor Williams makes that start, which right now, let's let's also be honest, 
is not exactly a downgrade. No. Considering- no, Walker's been. He did this last year. He completely crapped out in the second half of the year, and he's completely crapping out in the second half of the year again. So there's again. a chance they had to hold Trevor Williams back to start tomorrow. Buck hasn't confirmed one way or the other you what's going to happen. You know what, though, bro? Let me say this. You know, tomorrow's tomorrow. Win today. That's what I say. Go back again to what I'm saying. There's not enough urgency by the manager to win this division. And this has bothered me for a while. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Let's go to Eric in Miami. How you been, Eric? Eric, how are you? Joe, Evan, uh, Joe, you left me hanging down here in South Florida, man. Uh, that golf invite's been open for like three years since. Don't worry, I'll get started. down I there remember. eventually. I got I, right now. About, uh, my my feeling for traveling right now with all the disasters that have that you know between the pandemic and now all the cancellations. I mean, who knows? You know, you know the deal. So I'm. Um, I'm not moving right now. Go ahead. All right, my friend. Well, uh, let's talk about the Mets and the Marlins. I know you guys are in a rut. I'm a Marlins fan, and Evan knows. And I haven't I haven't talked any crap all year long because I know that Donnie Baseball is going to get fired. I don't know how he still has a job. Yeah, that if is you amazing. Guys are gonna turn around, if you're going to turn this around, you're going to turn it around against this AAA club that, they, that you're facing this weekend. And how you lost yesterday, Wow. That was a horrible loss yesterday, horrible. to be honest with you. No, it was horrible. It was, the two losses to the Nationals were horrible, and the loss to Pittsburgh was well, horrible. It's horrible. Eric, the, the one thing about the Marlins, they have one redeeming quality, is that they can pitch. Yeah. Like, when the Mets yeah. were getting right. shut down by the Nationals and the Pirates, I didn't want to tip my hat to anybody, because to me, they were getting shut down by crappy pitching. Uh, Edward Cabrera has at least pitched well. He looks like a major league pitcher, and the Marlins actually pitch well. What's bothersome is that the Marlins are a pathetic offense. They averaged three and a half runs per Mm -hmm. game, and they had just lost eight in a row, nine in a row, whatever it was, that got snapped the other day against the Phillies. And so to me, the biggest problem was they gave up six runs to that offense. Yeah, and then when when Alcantara pitches against the the Braves, he gets lit up. He's given up like four home runs to the Braves. I know. Don't get me going. <laughs> it's, dude, it's infuriating. This Isn't Edward Diaz the, the, the Cy Young Award winner this year? I'm serious. I mean, um, I mean I'm really. I mean, I, uh, this guy, and, and I never thought I'd say this, uh, this guy has been by far the best, certainly in the National League in my mind this year. Who's been better than him? I mean, really, who are they giving the Cy Young Award? You can't, is Alcantara still the leader? Is he? So Julio Urias, to me, is probably the guy, oh, okay. or Zach Gallon. But they're, dude, they're, here's Urias' numbers. You tell me. And I'll give you the traditional numbers. He's 15-7 and seven with a 2-2-9 ERA. Okay, that's good. That's pretty good. Right. And the problem is, I don't know how to compare that to a closer. Obviously, Edwin Diaz has had an amazing season, but is Edwin Diaz's season better than 15-7 and seven with a 2-2-9 ERA? Well, is it? I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Where would the Mets be without him? I mean, you know, I, I all along, most of the season, I, I would have said the MVP of the Mets is Alonzo, okay? Right. The MVP of the Mets is probably Diaz. Look, if Edwin Diaz is a normal closer, I'm not saying a bad closer, right. a normal closer, right. the Mets probably have three or four more losses. No question about <laughs> and it. And we're looking way up at the Atlanta Braves in the NL East. No question about I, it. I don't know, I, personally, because I think everybody has a different thing that they base awards on. Like, you and I are going to agree about Aaron Jones. He's clearly the American League MVP. I want to hear about Otani. Stop There are going to be others that say... Stop it. Otani, they're 18 games under 500. Give me a break. The the reason why I still think Sandy Alcantara is the Cy Young Award winner is he is about to throw his 200th inning. 
Yeah. And there's nobody and he's had complete even... games. Yeah, he's had a, like like four or five complete games. Yes, too, right? he's had four complete games. Right. I think it's more right. than maybe the rest of the league combined. At least it feels right. that way. I think you're right. But he's thrown 200 innings. Just to give a comparison, Julio Urias, who I just mentioned, has these great numbers. He's thrown 145 innings. So you're talking about a guy that's thrown right. 50 more innings. Right. So right. I'm to me, I'm partial to that. As long as you also have really good numbers, I think what's hurt on Alcantara, Alcantara is he hasn't been that good over the last few weeks, so his no. ERAs come way up. Not but at all. If you look at the whole sample size of his season, two hundred innings, two four ERA, not bad. But whatever, you know, if Edwin Diaz wins the Cy Young, whatever. You know what? That's not even gonna. As a Met fan, I don't even care. No, I don't care either. But I, I just, I just want to throw it in there though, because yeah, that's no. uh, and I never thought I'd ever say. I never thought I'd say in a sentence Edwin Diaz Cy Young Award. I, I have know. to say. There have been some. I never thought that was happening. There have been some incredible turnarounds in this town. The positive is Edwin Diaz. The negative, not that we're talking much about this right now, but I thought the turn for Julius Randle was like something I'd never oh, seen before. Oh my! You bringing up Julius Randle? I apologize. What? Is there? <laughs> how did we get to that? Well, because oh, what he a was, disaster the Knicks are. Because, because by the way, oh that that Donovan Mitchell boy, he he looks he's going to look good in a Nick uniform, huh? <laughs> what a disgrace. <laughs> There was, there was never a moment in my mind that Donovan Mitchell was ever coming to the Knicks. No, nah, even when he was at City Field every other day? Ever. Hanging out? <laughs> I, okay. The only reason I bring up Randall is because for one year during the pandemic season when the Knicks had a great year. No yeah, one could argue that. 41 and 31. And then they, you know, they played the Hawks in the playoffs. Right. But before that postseason series, he was like the man. Everybody loved him. They adored great. him. Right. And to then go around to giving the middle finger to fans and yep. being really a dog, that's like the negative turnaround as compared to Edwin Diaz, who's had the positive turnaround where right. every Met fan, myself included, you included, couldn't stand the guy. He can't pitch here. He's a disaster. What a horrible trade. And now when you look at the free agents next year, you could argue he's the most important free agent they've got to keep yeah. in Edwin Diaz. Yeah, they got to keep Nimmo, too. They really do. But you know who they really have to keep, even though you don't want to admit it. Yeah, well, I, I, you know my feeling on this, bro. I, here's, here's what I want to do. Here's, here's what the Mets should do. All right, I'm telling you, they should, they should go after Judge big time. If Judge gets to free agency, okay, if the Yankees are stupid enough not to get this guy done before free agency, because I think if he gets to free agency, he's leaving. I really do. There's a chance. The Mets should, Stevie, you, you sell a couple of those Da Vinci's. Sell a couple of those, you know, uh, Van Gogh's or whatever you got, okay? Sell a couple of those paintings and let's go get Judge. But you know okay? what? There are a lot of sluggers in baseball. I'm not saying as good as Aaron Judge, but there's a lot of great offensive players. Who's as good as Jacob DeGrom that you would want on the New York I Mets? just Give don't. You list. know my feeling. I just there's nobody. Trust, I don't trust DeGrom. Yeah, but there's, and there's, I think DeGrom is le- – I think he wants out. Well, I, look, I think there's a chance Jacob DeGrom may leave, but I think if the Mets pay him enough, he'll stay, just like Max Scherzer came here because they offered him enough money. But despite the concerns around Jake and despite the concerns mm-hmm. around Max, look around baseball and find me starting pitchers that you can say, hey, no, he goes eight innings and he's reliable. They don't exist. And I understand. Like I, I just I, look, and you know how I feel about him. But even with even, I'm even more worried about the injury factor with Degrom. That does worry me, and I'm know. even worried I, now. Let's hope he stays healthy, going you know right through the playoffs. Now I'm Let's hope that absolutely worried because I think at the beginning of the season, if I said, "All right, name the starting pitchers in baseball that you would want on your team based on age, based on right. reliability." Right. A guy at the top of the list would have been a guy named Walker Bueller, and look right. what happened. He got to him. hurt, yeah. And it shows you how unreliable yep. starting pitchers are. So while Jake would absolutely make me nervous, I don't deny that that he can't stay healthy. 
I think when you have a dominant ace, it's so valuable because there's so few of them. Just look yeah. around baseball. It's, it, the, it's, it's actually a defense I've made to Yankee fans about Garrett Cole. As much as he's been a disappointment to some Yankee fans, I'll say this about Garrett Cole. He takes the freaking baseball absolutely. every five days. And he wants the ball. And he and doesn't he want to come out of games. I, 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 I'm with you 100% on that. Now, with that Cole. said, does he come up small in the wild card yes. game? Yeah. yeah. Are there performances in which you say, oh, my yeah. God, he's yeah. not an ace? Absolutely. But yeah. That just shows you how there aren't that many guys. Like, we don't live in the 60s anymore where there's Bob Gibson and there's Don Drysdale and there's Sandy Koufax and there's Tom Seaver. There aren't a lot of those guys. No. So when you have them, you wrap your arms around them. I'll tell you another guy, too. Bassett's been tremendous. I mean, I, you know, he really, like, he hasn't been their best pitcher, but he's been the most reliable. I mean, the guy, he, the guy takes the ball every fifth day, like you said, with Cole, and, and he throws 100 pitches every time out. No and doubt. Now, now, is he a free agent, too? They yes. Now they got to keep well, him too. Well, there's a there's like a I think it's a mutual option for is Chris Bassett at 17 million dollars, which is a pretty good number for him. Right. So right. I think there's a chance they bring him back. But look, if bring everybody back if you can if you're Steve Cohen. Right. Like I look at all the Met free agents right. and, you know, right. other than I think Darren Ruff's a free agent, other than him, I'd want to bring everybody Ruff. back. Right. No, yeah, look, I look if they bring everybody back, I'm good with it, but I still would have to I got to investigate Judge, man, cuz I still think this team needs another big bat, bro. They're short a big bat on this team. I mean, we we talked about how bad the DHs have been all year. I mean, you know, well, they, so what, they need well, something there. I, I agree, and I think what's frustrating is that the Mets had options in their farm system to see if that big bat was here. Now, Francisco Alvarez got hurt, so we well, never got a chance now, to right? see that. Brett Beatty come up, showed a little bit of promise. He got hurt. Now they've got Mark Viento. Sometimes that figure is right there. I think the Braves have shown that to us yeah. this season. Oh, Where would have. the Braves be without and Michael they, Harris? And, they, and that's the other thing, too. The Braves, not only that, but they've signed all these guys. Yes. They signed Harris. They signed Austin Riley. I think they're talking to Dansby Swanson. But, I mean, they've tried to get you know all these young guys in the fold. Get they've done an incredible there. job of locking everybody yep. up. It's crazy. Yep. Yep. Now, my guess, Big Zoo, on the Yankee turning point has to be Aaron Hicks dropping oh, that God. fly ball in left field, which, by the way, they called a double. They didn't even give an error to him what? on that. Yeah. Well, for, you know, the, the biggest issue there was not that he didn't catch the ball, but that he thought that it was foul. Yes. That yeah. he just gave up on yes. the play. Yes. I, I mean, that's un- – oh, my God. That was that was the thing. Like, dropping the ball is bad. Like, even the play right. after that right. where he misjudged a little bit. Right. It's a bad play, and you're still going to get booed. Don't get me right. wrong. Well, But when you show what fans perceive as a lack of paying right. attention, a lack yep. of awareness, and a lack of care – that's when they're going to kill you. That's why, and I just saw the Yankee lineup, and to no surprise, Aaron Hicks isn't in it. Wow. I don't think you could play him. I'll tell you right now, I think if you're Aaron Boone, you got to sit him now for a bunch of days. A, he's not any good. He's not right. productive. And B, that is the worst thing a fan wants to see, that lack of care. If Billy Martin was managing the team, Billy would have walked out the left field right then and there and just pulled them out. Yes, Yes. That's what he would have done. Instead, in 2022, the soft era we live in, Aaron Boone not only takes him out of the game, okay, good for him, but then after the game, won't even confirm that it was a benching. Goes with this, well, I just, you know, I just thought he needed to not play anymore. I just thought he needed to sit down. Okay. Come on. Uh, here's the call, because I assume I'm correct that that was the turning point of last night's game, but here it is from last night. Here is the 0-1. A high fly ball to left down the line on the run. Hicks, and he can't make the catch. But I thought it was a foul ball. They called it a fair ball. Two-run score. And Tampa takes a 3-0 lead. John thought it was a foul ball. So did Aaron Hicks. Everybody thought it was a foul ball. It's one thing for John to think it's a foul ball. It's another thing for Aaron Hicks to think it's a foul ball. (laughs) Yes. You know? Yes. 
We'll get to the Yankee lineup in a bit. I think Yankee fans will be sort of happy because you are getting Giancarlo Stanton back. And we talk some football because it is a football Saturday with the Jets and Giants returning. We'll make our NFL picks coming up right around 12 o'clock. But Ingo and Roberts here on the fan taking you right up until Yankee pregame. Have something to say? We'll answer the phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. It's Joe Benito and Evan Roberts on the fan. Joe and Evan, Evan and Joe, on WFAN Sports Radio. If you want to be in the New York, no, got to go with Joe and Evan, Evan and Joe. That's right. Benito and Roberts on a Saturday. We got Yankee baseball coming up in about an hour and a half. They're going to try to win game two of this series against the Tampa Bay Rays. And guess what? Giancarlo Stanton is actually going to start. How about that? What is he doing? I, is he playing the field? He's DHing. Nah, he's DHing. He'll right. never, he'll never see the field again, bro. Yeah, I guess Let's be not. honest. Yeah. I do have to compliment Francisco Lindor. As much as we kill him for the way he's played recently, the big double play, Lindor gets it. Tomorrow is unfortunately a day that. I'm very mixed about it. It's one of the saddest days in American history. And, it's and the anniversary it's your son's of 9/11. birthday as well. And it's my son's birthday. It's very odd. Joey and Clark, too. My good buddy Joey and Clark. Oh, is it? Well. Happy yes. birthday to Joey. Happy yep. birthday to Jet. But Francisco Lindor has these designed gloves. One that says NYPD. Nice. One that says FDNY. He's going to switch off between the gloves. And then after the game, he's going to auction it off. And all of the money is going to be donated to the NYPD, well, that's and the tremendous. FDNY. That's a good job by Lindor. Good so, job. Francisco, we'll, good job. We'll get on him for his play. Now today. We, <laughs> right. But that's a guy who gets it, and that's appreciated, because yep. that's a day none of us will ever, ever forget, and it's good for Francisco Lindor, who you know, wasn't here in 2001. He wasn't up in New York. He wasn't feeling it, but he uh, certainly gets 2001. it. 2001? How old was he in 2001? I know. <laughs> that's 21 <laughs> years ago now. I know. Was he like uh, six? <laughs> Whatever. That, that is the craziest part. Every time we get to September 11th, and, you know, I remember where I was and you oh, remember God. where you were. Of course. But you start to realize, wow, there's a lot of people, some even listening to us right now, who are too young to remember, where it's that long ago, where there's going to be a generation of Americans who are like, yeah, that's history. That's, to me, that's the Kennedy assassination. That's history. I wasn't yep, around for yep, that. Yep. Uh, for you, I'm sure it was the stories about Pearl Harbor. You, yep. As, as yep. old as you may be, yep. you no, weren't around for that. I was there for, for the Kennedy assassination, that's for sure. And also a time, and I'll just I'll, I'll leave it at this, a time when everybody loved America equally. We'll leave it at that. Oh, man, the patriotism yep. after September 11th. Yep. Yep. Like, I'll never forget this. And I was in D.C., which also obviously got hit. Right. I remember for a week and a half, no one honked their horn. Like, it was, it was a bizarro universe where yep. there was no road rage. Like, road rage literally went away for two weeks. It was... A time, unfortunately, we'll never and see we had again no sports. in terms of We had no sports for how long? How long did we go without sports? Like two weeks, was it? Yeah, yeah it was something right. like that. <clears throat> Excuse me, like a week and a half. Right. Uh, right. We'll make our NFL picks coming up. As far as the Jets are concerned, so how you feeling? Any, com- any confidence? Well, here's what I'm feeling. This team better be good. You know, I'm, I'm tired. And all the, everybody says they're going to stink. J.J., Costello. I heard Adam Shine, I think, said they're going to be 0-7 or whatever it is. You know, I don't want to hear it, you know? And and Robert Sala was kind of setting us up. Remember back at the Senior Bowl early, you know, earlier in the year, um, when he was coaching the Senior Bowl, and he kept, you know, well, you know, when we were in San Francisco, it really was the third year that we really, you know, started to get it together. So he's almost like setting himself up. Well, so if we have another crummy year this year, 
you know, I told you it's going to be year three. No, nonsense. I don't want to hear it. With all the guys they brought in, okay, with all the moves they've made, I want to see this team. And I, I, Honestly, bro, I want nine wins. I really do. I mean, enough already. I can't another four-win year, five-win year, six-win year. No, these guys got to go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm down on Salah to begin with already. I think he's much too soft on his team. All right? I, look, I like what they did in the offseason. We talked about it. I like the draft. Although they should have took a tackle because you knew. you. And I said this then, all right? To count on Makai Becton and look at how the domino effect now, what's happened here. So, you, so Becton gets hurt like the second day of camp. What a shock. He's done for the year. So now you didn't bring Morgan Moses back, okay? So now you got to go out and you got to sign this veteran tackle, Dwayne Brown. The guy's 38 years old. And, of course, George Fant who was a terrific at left tackle last year, well, we got to move him now to right tackle because Dwayne Brown's only ever played left tackle. Well, and then what happens? Dwayne Brown hurts his shoulder. God knows how long he's going to be out for. Now you want Fant to go back to being the left tackle. I mean, this is so typical Jets. And they're going to start this kid Mitchell, the fourth-round pick. He's the rookie at right tackle. I mean, this is – and I like Source Gardner. I know they love him. He better be great. He better be a combination of Dion and, and Darrell Revis. Okay? <laughs> he does. You're right. I know. And this guy better be phenomenal because, to me, they should have took one of these tackles. Either the kid the Giants drafted, the other guy, Aquanu, whatever. I forget where he went, but whatever. You Carolina. Know, Carolina, that's right. Okay. They should have took one of these guys because you knew. And, and, and it kills me, too. How about the fact Joe Douglas, his first draft was a disaster. I mean, his first draft was John Idzik-like. That's that how bad. bad it was. Oh, my God. There's basically nobody left from nobody. this thing. Becton, a disaster. He's always hurt. Don't be surprised if he never plays for the Jets again. Denzel Mims. They can't even give Denzel Mims away. He, I mean, he's still on a team because they can't even get a seven. They couldn't get a 14th round pick See, for this guy I, in a seven round draft. I, I don't think that's the case. I think they could have gotten a fourth or so? fifth round pick for him, but I think that they're holding out hope, Joe Douglas is, yeah, right. that Denzel Mims can still contribute to this team. Yeah, okay. The problem is the coaching staff doesn't like him, the coaching staff doesn't believe in him. And How even if you? there are injuries at wide receiver, like we saw last year, the opportunities are not going to come his way. That, that almost feels like a pride thing from Joe Douglas that he knows. Because I, right. I told him when we, uh, we we were at Jet Camp, I, I channeled you. You told me that. In saying, boy, this is, I mean, this was a disastrous draft. You know, Mackay Beck was right, hurt. Right, right. Ashton Davis, Ashton I thought at the Day. time, was, was going to be I, By the way, was I all over Ashton Davis? Remember? <laughs> yes. Remember? yes. I, I, I mean, I was delirious when they took this guy in the third round. And he's still, why? It's Costello last night trying to tell, well, he's great on special teams. Give me a break. Nah, he's still nah. there because Douglas has to justify this disgraceful first draft yeah. he had. Let's I think that's a part of why Denzel Mims is still well, there. Of course. The one, I, I will say this about the offensive line, and everything you laid out is accurate in terms of Becton you couldn't rely on. They signed Dwayne Brown. Right. Well, he's, he's never gotten hurt before. Yeah, well, he's 37 years old. Of what course. do you think happens when you get he older? He never played for the Jets before. Let's be real. But right now, and this is a glass-half-full look at this offensive line, George Fant's the best left tackle on the roster. He always was. Yeah. He should have been playing left tackle to begin with. in the first place. Never. Okay. So he's at left tackle. I think he allowed one sack last year right. playing left right. tackle. Right. Lakin Tomlinson was a good signing. Right. Elijah right. Vera Tucker looks yep. like he's a stud. I don't love right. the who, center. I don't love McGovern at center. But the still. center is average, I agree. And who knows about Max Mitchell. Right. But we this offensive know. line shouldn't be the weakness of this team. In fact, their offensive line last year was the strength of this team. Bro, I expect this offense to be – it was. I expect this offense to be pretty good. In fact, 
I like this made me you may think I'm nuts. I actually feel better about them certainly tomorrow with Flacco at quarterback. Tell me I'm crazy. I it's not that you're crazy. You know what that tells me? Then you just don't believe in Zach Wilson and he's well, not any good and this team's gonna look for a new quarterback next year. If that's I what you're saying, fine, maybe you're right. I hope I'm wrong. Because, Joe, be if you think – here's a problem, and it doesn't mean you're wrong. Because, again, you're probably right based on the odds of Jet history. If you think Joe Flacco gives him a better chance to win, then what the hell are we even doing with Zach Wilson? Yeah, well. Joe right, Flacco stinks. We watched him last year. Yeah. We watched him the year before that. He's not any good. And if he gives them a better chance to win than Zach Wilson, then next year – all we're going to be talking about is they got to trade for Lamar Jackson. They got to go after right. Lamar Jackson. They well, got to draft I, this guy. I think I think what would happen if Wilson comes back and Wilson is not any good this year, okay? And we can, let's hope that, that that's not the case. I think they're going to go out. I think they're going to try to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Honestly, oh, I think it's very possible. I think yep. if if yep. we don't know if Zach's the answer, and that's the key to this season, right. I want to know right. the answer. Whether right. it's the, yes or no, I want to know by the end of the year is Zach Wilson the quarterback? I think it's very possible they're looking for that veteran option because. If all these pundits are right, that this draft class is unbelievable and so loaded. It looks that way. Well, but but here's the thing. If people think the draft class is so loaded and, you know, Carl Lawson's healthy and they had a good offseason, then why the hell are they starting 0-7? Then why the hell are they a 4-1 team? Forget even the offense. This defense, which was epically brutal last year, I mean, it's got to be a lot better. You talked about Lawson. When is Quinn and Williams ever going to start to be like a pro Bowl tackle? Are we going to start to see that? You know, they got this guy, Quan Alexander. You know, Mosley supposedly geared for another big year again. You got a whole new secondary now, right? Completely new yeah. secondary. DJ Reed, Jordan right. Whitehead. Right. Like, they've got players in their right. secondary the Johnson now. they drafted. I expect this defense to be good, bro. I do. I agree. It should be. It better be good. That's God. that's the phrase I'd use, especially with a defensive-minded head coach and Robert Sala, right. who right. everybody fell in love with. And maybe this isn't a big deal to you. I had a big problem with the way he handled the media with the Zach Wilson injury because it oh, sounded as if he doesn't want to answer questions. So that's why he's afraid of, ooh, Brian Costello's going to ask me a tough question. Right. So he right. starts this press conference by saying, I don't want to talk about this anymore as if you get to decide. No, no, no. You answer the questions that's asked of you. But he says, I don't want to talk about this anymore. So Zach Wilson's not going to play for three weeks. And it's like, what? Bro, three weeks. You went from he may be able to play Sunday to you're not going to see him until October? And well, Robert there's no, Sala, way, there's no way this kid should be playing until he's 100, 110% ready to play. Let's be real. That, that's fine, but then why are they giving us this idea of he could be ready for week one, and then it turns into, well, week four is the soonest we've You we know see what him. they're worried about? This, now, tell me I'm crazy here, maybe, and I am crazy. I mean, look, I'm a Met and a Jet fan, so, I mean, you know. <laughs> I, have a, I have as many holes in ones as the Jets and Mets have championships combined, so that tells you. Congratulations, you know. by the way. That yeah. is a big story. By the way, hole by the in way, one number a, three. The odds are better in Vegas that I get another hole in one than the Mets and Jets ever win another championship. So I just... <laughs> Which is really a, a brutal, but whatever. I'm not good enough to have three, by the way. But it's somehow I've, I've been blessed to have them. But with it, with that said, okay, we're, we're back with the Jets. I really think that they're a little concerned. What would happen if all? And I don't know if this is going to happen. It probably isn't. What if Flacco comes and he plays great? They go out, they beat the Ravens, they beat Cleveland in Week Two. All right. All of a sudden, they're two and zero. You know, even if they let's say lose to Cincinnati in Week Three, but he's still playing well. 
I mean, what do you do? Do you go back to him for Pittsburgh? Do you? I don't know. I think, I think there's two ways you can get there. If they're winning and they're getting average quarterback play, basically Joe Flacco's just not making mistakes and they're winning right, because their right. defense is forcing turnovers or Brees Hall looks like, you know, a fantasy steal for people. You know what I mean? Then I think it's easy to say, yeah, Joe Flacco's not really the difference. Zach's the future. Go back to Zach. If Joe Flacco's throwing for 350 yards right. and, you know, looks they're like winning. the guy it's during that, that right. Super Bowl run – and they're winning, then you stick with them. And I think yeah. we'd all agree with that. You yeah. would stick with them if he deserves it. I, I just got to tell you, man, I find it very unlikely. I'm not talking about them winning, but that Joe Flacco is going to look like the guy from a decade ago in the playoffs. I just can't well, see that happening, man. Well, I mean, look, he's got a lot. You know, we talked about the offensive line much better, even with the, you know, the right tackle situation being what it is. All these different guys they brought in. I mean, offensively, you know, the guy, you know, obviously Wilson and Moore, the the tight ends that they got now, uh, Brees Hall, who everybody's raving about how good he is. You know, Michael Carter coming back again. Uh, look, I mean, first of all, and I think that I think they got to play conservative offensively. I think they got to try to run the football yeah. and, and really play. Uh, you know. Uh, the passing game off the running game. I, I think that's what they need to do uh, starting tomorrow. I really do. I agree. And look, between Michael Carter and Brees Hall, they've got the weapons. Right. I mean, it feels right. like they could have a really good yeah. one-two punch Absolutely. running the football. So I, I know what we want. We want them to win. Enough of this. Enough of, oh, I saw progress. Oh, they're right. a little bit better. What do you really think, though? Like, when we're sitting here in early January, how many wins are we talking about here? I don't know. You know, I, I know everybody goes nuts about the schedule. I, I think that's always overrated because you never know, you know, one year to the next, who the big teams are going to be. You, you don't know. And sometimes you catch teams, you know, at the right time when they got a big injury, maybe their quarterback's out. So I, I, I think the schedule stuff is overrated. I, I don't know. Uh, look, I'm a Jet fan. You know, they're, they're probably going to win five games. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> why would I think any – I have no confidence in the coaching staff. I have none. Even though I wanted Salah, I have no confidence in him at all. I, You know, what can I say? I mean, but I got to see. I, I, to me, tomorrow is a must win. You know, go out there and show everybody that this is a different football team and go win, a, dare I say, win a game in September, which they haven't done for four years now. Unbelievable. 12 straight losses. They've been outscored by a million. It has been brutal over the last few years. Brutal. We'll get your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. Some thoughts on the Giants, more on the Mets and Yankees. We'll get to the Yankee lineup, and we'll make our NFL picks coming up at 12. But Ingo and Roberts here on a Saturday. The hits keep coming. Oh, what a judgy and blast. The home of Yankees baseball is WFAN. Way up in the bleachers. The fan on 1019 FM and always live on the free Yankees playing about an hour and a half against Tampa. They've got a lineup that looks a little bit more presentable today. They're leading off Judge again. They got Giancarlo batting second. Glaber three. Uh, Donaldson's back from paternity leave, cleaning up. Cabrera, Andahar, IKF, Higashioka, Marwin Gonzalez as they take on Corey Kluber and try to even up this series and win the tiebreaker because all they got to do is win one of these next two games. They'll take the tiebreaker in the American League East over Tampa. The Mets play tonight. The Braves play much later tonight against the Seattle Mariners. The Braves will probably win again. So it's imperative for the Mets to win to now keep pace because for the first time really all season, don't give me one day in April, the Mets are now chasing. Yep. The Mets are now the chaser. Yep. And Carrasco's pitching tonight. And Carlos Carrasco. Well, he stunk. He stunk on Sunday against Washington. I can tell you that. Stunk. He wasn't very good. 
He was not very good, no doubt. But you know what? The Mets have to hit. They got to score runs. They They're facing yep. uh, Pablo yep. Lopez, who they beat up, I yep. think, about a month and a half ago, whenever that was. was. A little batting practice against him. They need that again. They need to score some runs like they did in the doubleheader against the Pirates. Let's go to Joe in Clark, New Jersey. Joey. Birthday tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow because I'll be with you at the Jet game. We'll be sitting next to each other. (laughs) The dynamic duo is back. What's up, guys, man? You know, Joe was with me last night. Joe saw me. I mean, that game last night, Evan, just drove me bananas. The fact that I got to see that tomato can Tommy Hunter come in the game, unless it's a 10-run blowout, I don't want to see him. Then he brings in Joey Rodriguez, and I call it the give-up game by Buck. It's a one-run game. We're still in the game, and he brings in a guy when you have Lugo and you have Avino, who had a day off Thursday. They're resting. They're ready to go. And he, he brought Diaz in. in anyway. He should have started the inning with Diaz. Unbelievable. One-run game. And another thing, Evan, you talked about Ventos. They don't bring up Ventos. That's malpractice by the Mets right now because he hit a home run last night, Evan. That's still going. He hit the batter's eye, the mm. top of the batter's eye. 500 feet, they said it would have gone. Well, we, we all... We all love Buck Showalter. He's done a great job. He yep. should be the manager should of the be year. Manager of the year should the be. decision to not call up Vientos is on him. He's made yeah. it very obvious. He had a quote about two weeks ago in which someone said, hey, why aren't you calling up Vientos? He's having a great year. What kind of message is that sent to him? And his response is, oh, great year. Which aspect of the game has been great? Like exactly. a real real mean comment about him, which Absolutely. had you scratching your head saying, dude. He sticks with his, his veteran. He's always done that. He did that yeah. with Baltimore. I mean, Evan, you're watching the Atlanta show. This guy, Harris, has 19, 16 home runs now. He started yep, at the end of yep. May. And Grissom, every day, hits a home run. They had like five home runs last night. And they're young. I mean, we have an old team. I want to see, I don't, I don't want to see Ruff. I don't want to see Vogel back in Nagel. Put him on a boat and get him out of here. Send him back to San Francisco, wherever they came from. I'm sick of looking at them. They're useless. It's unbelievable. Joe, and Joe is so right, Evan. We blow this division. We got to go into a three game wild card game and pitch Jake and Scherzer those first two games. Then we get one day off, and then we go to the division series. We can't use those guys until, like, game three or four. We could be done against a good team like the Cardinals or a team like whoever, the, Dod- the Dodgers. Anybody. Play. Anybody. So we're in trouble, and we have to win a division. It's imperative. Joe said it. Once they lose that division, the Braves are probably going to run away with it. It's a half game. Mets better win tonight. I mean, no excuses. They got to I, mean, I, I don't got trust Walker tomorrow. I'll play? much. Who do they play when they come home? The Cubs next they week? Play they, the play the Cubs. Cubs. they play the Chicago Cubs. They play the home. Pittsburgh four, Pirates. Four they, games. I mean, you got to win these games. There is no excuse not None. to win these games. And I remember None. it was a 16-game stretch that started against the Nationals last weekend. And I remember saying, all right, 16 games against Washington, against mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, against Miami. What's the expectation? And to me, it was 12-4. and four. Go 12-4 and four against these teams. Well, guess what? They're 3-4. and four. So yeah. they have failed miserably so far in this stretch of games against teams that they're better than. And as far as needing to win the division, look, it will be a massive disappointment if they don't win the division. And I'm not disagreeing that the road is much harder. I just don't believe it's impossible. I'm not going to look at and say, oh, the Mets can't go on a run. I've seen too many teams go on shocking runs that I can't just rule it out. Yes, the road becomes more difficult. Yes, they got to go play the Dodgers, even if they beat Philadelphia or San Diego in the first round. And look, they've had major issues with the Padres this year when they faced them. They did dominate the Phillies. What, they beat them 14 out of 19? But let me me say this, too. I want to stop for a second. The Phillies do play seven games with Atlanta. I mean, you know, and Phillies also battling, you know, to stay in a playoff spot. So... Maybe, maybe we get something from them. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Well, if you compare the Mets' schedule the rest of the way, which we all know is easy. We've talked right, about it. Right. But the Braves' schedule. The Braves' schedule does become a little bit more difficult. Playing Seattle right now is a part of that, though. I mean, the sure. Mariners are a playoff team. they got to at least get one. The Mariners got to beat them once out there. I mean, I was hoping for two. Well, I, that's what I said. Two, Three games. 
I want three, two from Seattle, one from the Giants, and I or either, the other way. I don't. It doesn't matter. But three losses there. You know what I mean, bro? No doubt. They that they have seven games with Philadelphia, but they right. also have, even though this team has played well lately, six games against Washington. Because they have played well lately. The, the Nationals, and I know we don't care. They beat about the Cardinals this. two out of three this week. Three they, out of four. They beat. three out of four. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Now I was going to bring that up, like. We pay attention to what they did to us, but then they go play the Cardinals, right, and they right. have a bigger lead in the NL Central because the Brewers aren't any good. Right, and they go. That's got three games with them. They do, yeah. That's their tougher part of the schedule right, when they right. play Milwaukee. Then they go to Oakland, which it's still a West Coast trip, so yeah. it's not easy. Then they play Miami again for two games at City Field, and then the big showdown with the Atlanta Braves coming up on the thirtieth. So, and what do they close the season with? Washington at home is that home or away? At home against the Nationals, okay, and the Braves close in Miami against the Marlins. Right, all right. So, <laughs> I don't know. Got to win, man. They got to go on a run. They got to go on a winning streak. I, I, they need about a seven or eight game winning streak starting tonight. Badly, you know? badly. That's what they need. Chris is in Orlando, Florida. Hey, Chris. Chris, how are you? Hey, guys. Uh, when I heard this uh, reunion was coming, I was all about to talk about uh, different things, like uh, how's the pool season going for you, uh, Joe, uh, Evan, I was going to talk to you about your game-winning double for your Twitter team, but <laughs> I you got a big du- wait a minute, hold on, Evan, you got a big game-winning double for the Twitter baseball team? That's right, the Bros, the team named after yeah. you. I well, we came up in a big that, spot, right? ripped the double to left center field on a three-two. He didn't want to talk about the, the game double. Now. How about that? I was going to until this garbage started happening. And, and Evan, if, if you give me at the end, uh, as you know, I do have a source in baseball that broke the Adam Wilk story with you on this program a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I have something to tell you that that nobody has talked about, and it's a hundred percent guaranteed. So right. let me just get through this rant real quick. All of this is on Billy Epler and Buck Showalter. Last Saturday night, you're still in a game against Washington, two to one in the ninth. Diaz hasn't pitched in mm-hmm. two days, mm-hmm. and, and you don't bring in Diaz to hold the lead for a crap team in a bullpen to come back on. That's mistake number one. Pittsburgh four nothing on Tuesday. The team cuts it to four two. Uh, they bring in Oka Loka Schmoka from the Cape Cod League. They get lucky with a get scoreless inning with him, and then he gives up the, the game after that. Right. And you could have brought in Diaz there to hold him at four two. That's on Buck. Then using Otto Vino in a ten nothing game the very next day is on Buck Walter. Then you bring in Smelly Joelli yesterday. Smelly when he has had eight days of rest, eight days in a pennant race. You bring in Smelly Joelli to try to hold this game. I'll tell you. And now it's also Billy Epler. At the trade deadline, this disaster Vogelback seeing balls. The reason why he doesn't swing is he doesn't have any bone flexibility. God bless him. We all, we, most Americans look like him, but <laughs> most of them don't look like him playing baseball. That's why he takes a lot of pitches. And I'll tell you what. You know, one uh, other thing about Vogelback, and I don't mean, I, I just to say this too. And the other thing with him, he, he he walks, but he gets on base, and the guy can't run. I mean, he's like a he gets on base. It's like station to station baseball with this guy. Absolutely, and and here's what I will tell you, I, and and no one knows this, and this is a guarantee. I've proven myself before. They're rare, but this is true, fellas. When Billy Epler made the trade for for Darren Ruff, he the, the Giants wanted three specific players, and just like the Kyle Hendricks trade and Trevor Williams trade, they had a pick between the two to go along with Crow Armstrong. Same scenario this time. The, uh, our, our boy, president of operations, chose Darren Ruff over Wilmer Flores because he was worried about the backlash 
a floor is coming back and the pressure he would have to face with all the questions what? about crime. That's crazy. Man. That's Brett, ridiculous. So, uh, I, uh, so I didn't even know that. So you're telling true. me they could have got Wilma Flores uh, instead of Darren Ruff and they didn't make no, it because he was no, worried that Evan, there was going to be pressure Evan, on Flores? Evan, what? Adam Wilk, I, I have a source in baseball. They don't work for the Mets anymore, but they still work in baseball. They're a family member, and this is 100% I'm not, I'm not doubting you, Chris. I'm just saying that would make no sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean Adam, look, Wilmer, if they, Wilmer Flores wasn't going to come here with, like, crazy pressure if the Mets decided not. to bring him back. And, and the fans would have embraced Wilmer. Wilmer Flores is a huge a, a fan Wil- favorite. I mean, are you kidding me? Wilmer Flores, and I remember bringing up his name before the trade deadline as an option because you could see right. the Giants were falling out of it. Right, right. The only reason I thought the Mets weren't going after him, and it's, it's like a geeky baseball reason, but I'll tell you, is that this season he hasn't dominated left-handed pitching the way Darren Ruff has and the way Wilmer has in the past. And they clearly were acquiring a guy to platoon with Daniel Vogelbach. That's what they were doing. They were getting a right-handed bat who can mash lefties, and Wilmer Flores, for whatever reason this year, was not doing that. No, he was was hitting righties well, but he wasn't crushing lefties. But Flores would have been a better addition, A, because he's better than Darren Ruff, number one, and B, he actually gives you more versatility. He does, and not only that, you got to you got to believe that Wilma would run if he found out that he was coming back to the Mets in the middle of a you know to this team in the middle of a pennant race, a team that's going to the playoffs. He would have ran from San Francisco to come back to the Mets. Are no you doubt. kidding me? I-, I thought that the price tag on Wilmer Flores was higher. That's what I had read. Yeah, now, probably, probably. That they were asking for more from him, and Flores has had. Now, he's hit 17 home runs. He's got like a 730 OPS. Right. So he's not having like an amazing season. But he's but a good player. And he's a Met. Yeah. He's a, you know, he's a Met. He's well, a he's Met. a Met. You know what else he was, as we all recall? He was a clutch player. Clutch you know, player. The no big doubt. moment didn't, you know, beat him. But look, that trade deadline right now is looking underwhelming based on Terrible. the fact that the performances aren't there over the last few Terrible. weeks between Ruff and Vogelback. Yeah. And Naquin's given him a little bit. I mean, when, when they got Naquin, he started out, he had some big hits early. He had the game where he had two home runs. He had a nice, nice uh, couple games there against Pittsburgh the other day, but and well, he's going to play right now because Monte's out, so he's the everyday right fielder. But he right doesn't now, have maybe. to be. He doesn't have to be because here I'll give you a simple solution. Very, very simple. They call up Mark Vientos. Right. All right. right yeah. He okay. plays third base, which is his position. Right. You play Escobar or Guillerme at second, and, and Jeff McNeil, McNeil goes to right because McNeil's value is that. Besides, he's a good hitter, despite the double play last night. Well, he's night. the best hitter. He's the best pure hitter on a team. I mean, no doubt. Honest. I think I still think, despite the double play last night, big spot, money on the oh, line, yeah. we're choosing him. And he, and I was good to see Buck moved him up at the bat third last night. I've been yelling about this for a while, that he should be batting third. Oh, yeah, and I think with Marte hurt, he really had no choice. Whether right. it was third or fourth, right. we saw fourth the other day. Yeah, he did but, back clean up, right. But McNeil gives you that versatility where that's an option. Yeah. Like, even if it's not Vientos, with Guillerme coming back, you could play Guillerme at second, Escobar at third, yeah. McNeil and right. Like, Guillerme's coming back, what, next week I saw, right? Let me tell you, that's been a big hit with him out, too. He, yes. Guillerme was having a tremendous year. I mean, defensively, even got a lot of big hits for him. Yep. Uh, you know, that's – you don't think that way, but they they miss Guillerme. I don't think there's any doubt about it. They did. They did. Dave in Denver. What's up, Dave? Dave, how are you? Hey, guys. Great show. Thanks for the call. Thank uh, you. That guy, Chris, had, had just had some good stuff. I'm not even going to get into our pitching woes. I just don't understand why Buck is not bringing up Vientos. When a good manager sees right, his right. issues that are problems, he addresses it. And Buck's not addressing it. Vogel back and rough. Us three could put out better numbers than those guys. I just don't understand. I know I can run better than Vogel back, and that's yeah, I mean, that's with two hip like, replacements. Those two are an automatic double play. Why not bring up Vientos now? If he's not good, if the game's too big for him, let's. Figure
figure it out now and not when we have to bring him up in the playoffs. It's well, just, here I, I wanna, don't I'm understand. Gonna, I'm going to read you the quote because I don't want to paraphrase it. This is Buck Showalter when asked. When was the, this? This is a while ago now. This right? was uh, September 1st. So it was a week okay. and a half ago. Yeah, okay. So, because that, that was right around the September call-ups. You know, you get two extra roster mm-hmm. spots. Not mm-hmm. like the old days where you could call everybody Thank up. Thank God. And he was asked about the organization's messaging to Vientos since he had such a strong season yet wasn't being called up. Like, hey, what about the message to Vientos? And Buck Showalter quipped, which part of the year he is having that's good? You talking about hitting? That's something for Billy to talk about. Now, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, what kind what of answer part of his year is good? He's I didn't, I didn't the... know he said that. I did not see that quote when he said that. Oh, I, yeah. and it's Why would he say that? Because he doesn't like them. <laughs> why? I think it's defense, it's versatility, it's a lack of trust in young players. And I'm look, I'm speculating just based on the fact that Buck, based on that quote, appears to not really trust him or like him. And I, I think right not. now, between the injury to Marte and Wright, and I laid out how you can play him, despite Vientos not being a right fielder, I think you'd have confidence with Jeff McNeil and Wright, yeah. right? That'd be no yeah, problem. Yeah. Yep. Between that and the fact that Darren Ruff is giving you no production against lefties, we'll go back too, but I'm more focusing on Ruff, there's an opportunity for Vientos to play and possibly hit and possibly contribute for this team. Look, I'm all for it. I, I, I did not see that comment by Buck. I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm down, look, I'm a little down on Buck. Like I said, the and I put it on Buck, the urgency to win this division has not been there. It hasn't. And I look, Buck's had a great year. Yes. I think both of us are still thrilled he's the manager, but Buck's not perfect. And so no. all we're doing no. right now is criticizing some of the things that have happened over the last few weeks. Doesn't mean he's a bad manager. No. Doesn't mean I want him fired. Of course. Doesn't not. mean any of that. It just means Hey, you have to explain the bullpen usage over the last week. I, I actually, maybe I'm still being naive. I have a confidence that maybe starting today, he's going to realize, okay, enough of this crap. I'm going to manage so. more aggressively. I'm going to manage to win these freaking games and not conserve guys because I'm right. down by a run in the eighth or ninth inning. And I think we're going to start to see a more aggressive Buck show, Walter. I hope so. And I want to see I want to see Jake pitch every fifth day, too. Now, when's he, when's he online to pitch again against the Cubs? So here's a great question, and it Go. fits exactly what you're talking about. Bassett and DeGrom pitched on the same day because it was a doubleheader. That's right. So right. both guys, fifth day, would be Monday. Mm-hmm. So he has to decide between Monday and Tuesday. Well, you know what he's going to you know He's going to pitch Bassett on Monday of course. and DeGrom on Tuesday. Of course. Keep pushing him back. Push him every 10 days for DeGrom. If, Please. if it doesn't impact the amount of starts he's going to make and it keeps him in line to face the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta, it's not a big deal. I'd have to sit here trying to count out the days to see if it makes any freaking difference between pitching Monday or Tuesday because either you're going to pitch Saturday or Sunday. Right. Like you're going to face the Look, I have confidence in Bassett, though. I mean, I have, I, have, I have tremendous confidence in Bassett as well. Let me just say that. Oh, yeah. No, Bassett's been great. Chris great. Bassett has great. been their most consistent starting no pitcher this No season. question about it. No doubt. Because he goes out there and he pitches yeah. every five days. No doubt about it. We'll make our NFL picks a little after 12 o'clock. We'll get you set for the Yankee game. They're taking on the Tampa Bay Rays. We'll come back with some thoughts on the Giants as they open up their season tomorrow against the Titans. And, of course, more of your calls at 877-337-6666. Whether you're first time, long time, or all the time, call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Ingo and Roberts here on a Saturday. We'll make our NFL picks. We'll do it every Saturday coming up at 12. Uh, Yankee pregame show at 1225. The Giants are about to have what the Jets had last year, which is a free year from a lot of their fans and a lot of the media. New head coach, new GM, just looking for competence. We're just happy the head coaches and Joe Judge. 
But I got to tell you, I think they're going to be terrible. I mean, they're basically telling you they're going to be terrible. Joe Shane has essentially said it. Brian Dable has essentially said it. And I know anything could happen in the NFL. And as a fan, you go into any season thinking you never know. We've certainly tried to do that as Jet fans. But I got to tell you, man, I, I, I think this is going to be an awful, awful season for the Giants. Yeah, I mean, look, and you know, you hit it. I mean, this is a free year for, uh, for Dable and Shone. There's no question about it. Um, you know, you want to say it's a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones, but I, I don't think it really matters. I mean, I, I don't see where Jones is going to go out and have this unbelievable year. They didn't draft him. Uh, I would be shocked if the Giants do not draft a quarterback in the offseason. There's no way in my mind Daniel Jones will be, Daniel Jones will be the quarterback next year. Uh, it looks like Thibodeau is not going to play tomorrow. They got him. He's doubtful. Usually, if a guy's doubtful, he's not playing. We'll see about the injury. Barkley, you know, you're going to get a bounce back year after him. I, I just from him. I, I just, I, I, you know, what can you say? I think the only thing the Giants have going for him is that the NFC is is weak. You know, it's not right. a great. You know, it's not the AFC. And the NFC East, you know, was not great. I know a lot of people like the Eagles. I still think Dallas is the best team in the NFC East. That's me. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how it all plays out. The Washington football team, because I refuse to call them the Commanders. I'm not. That's <laughs> just a disgraceful name. I don't know which was more disgraceful, Commanders or the Guardians. It's very, very tough. It's call, It's a tough call. Anyway, whatever. I just don't think the division is, is going to be very good, and maybe that helps the Giants. You know, it's funny. The Giants over-under, I think, is seven. The Jets over-under is five and a half. I, dude, I do not get that. And how about this, too? How is this? And this is... This, you know, I always look at things like this when you, you're looking at, at, you know, the betting lines. How are the Giants only five-and-a-half-point favorites on a road in Tennessee? Can you tell me that? The Giants are getting a lot more respect than maybe you and I and most New Yorkers more. are giving them. And I don't mean that, like, the Jets' numbers should be significantly higher. It's more about how the Giants' numbers should be seven. Right. They won four right. games last year. They're probably a yep. worse team, I would I think. W- I think they are. Uh, they they caught Blake Martinez. I'm still not sure why. I, yeah. I have no idea. They're starting this Calitro, a guy who's been bouncing around. Well, he does the apparently he doesn't fit into their defensive scheme. I mean that's <laughs> what you know. Wink Martindale's defensive scheme. I mean that's what they're trying and to look, tell you. Wink Martindale's a hell of a defensive coordinator. And I think yeah. if there's anything that would excite me as a Giant fan, and this is what stinks about Week One, is watching another year of Aziz Ojalari because he was tremendous last year. Had like eight eight and a half right. sacks, whatever right. it was. Right. Had a really good year. Has a chance to be a part of this team when they're good. And I don't think there's a lot of guys on this roster that we could say that about. And then obviously, Kayvon Thibodeau. You want to see him play. And it looks like both guys are not going to play against Tennessee. Uh, The Giants were 25th against the run last year. Good luck. You're stopping Derrick Henry, who Wink Martindale compared to Jim Brown, which is some pretty high praise. Let's slow down. I mean, uh, Henry's a tremendous back. There's no doubt. But, you know, Jim Brown, I know he he has that, you know, the power and speed, uh, you know, uh, a comparison to Brown. But, you know. Like any time you try the comparison game, it's right. never going to work. It's because never. nobody. By the way, can I say this too about you know he was a great defensive coordinator. How many, everybody there, you know, whether it was Marvin Lewis, whether it was Rex Ryan, whether it was Wink Martindale, everybody was a great defensive That's coordinator true. in Baltimore. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay, I mean, right? I mean, am I wrong? Everybody. <laughs> no, you're right. Look, I'm just saying that when you look at, I mean, number, I think uh, five years ago, wherever it was, they were number right. one defense in the NFL. Right. You know, so. Right. He's at least backed it up with performances, but you are right. It tends to be anybody as defensive coordinator backing it up with performance yes. in Baltimore. That's certainly fair. Look, I, I think it was a good hire, and we'll see what Brian yeah, Dable is. Yeah, no, it's a is. good hire. I think it was a good hire, too. But ultimately, I just don't think they have the horses. And you're right about Daniel Jones. I I think that the book is closed on Daniel yeah, Jones, yeah. but they decided, oh, why not? Let's run him out for another hey, you year. May, you may see uh, Tyrod Taylor playing before too long. I mean, I don't think that's crazy, right? What circumstances would lead to that, though? 
just him being bad, or obviously if he gets hurt, we all know that. Yeah, but, and that's if, if a big Jones concern. Really, about if Jones, they have no commitment to Jones. If Jones really stinks it up. And they're going, you know, they're zero and three, zero and four, whatever. I can see them making a the switch to Taylor. Why? Why not? at that at that point you run them out there every week because you're better off going two and fifteen and getting the number one I, overall I, pick. I guess that's true too. I that, guess that's why the only circumstance I see where besides injury, because that's obvious, where Daniel Jones gets replaced by Tyrod Taylor is if the Giants are winning despite Daniel right, Jones. Right. Then I can see. Hey, Tyrod Taylor's a good veteran. Well, backup. there's no way they're going to be winning despite him. I mean, I if they're going to win games, Jones has to be somewhat decent. Let's be honest. I agree. That's why it's very unlikely. Right. <laughs> Look, I think Saquon could have a big year. Maybe. I understand that. It's a contract year. Right. He appears to be healthy. He's got as much motivation as you could possibly have. Mm-hmm. We'll see about this offensive line if they actually open up holes right. for him. But even if Saquon does have a big year, he's not going to be on this team. Well, they got year. two number one picks now at the tackle positions for them there. So, I mean, you know, you, you would think the offensive line is going to be big, better, you know? If Saquon has a big first couple of weeks, I'm looking to trade him. Let's be perfectly honest because there's no way Joe mm-hmm. Shane, who's still cleaning up the salary cap mess created right, by Dave right. Gettleman, in which they're having to restructure deals like Leonard Williams' contract, which does not benefit them long term, there's no way they're going to give a running back big time money. It would make no sense. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So even if Saquon has the monster year he's hoping he has, he ain't going to be paid by the New York Giants, and it would be dumb if they did. By the way, how bad is that draft looking at the top of that draft? Awful. Mayfield, Barkley, Donald. Oh, my God. But let me ask you this, because I know that there are some Jet fans and Giant fans who say, oh, man, we could have had Josh Allen. And he would have never been as good with the Jets. Exactly. Never. Exactly. He would have never been as good with the Jets, you know? And Sometimes. I mean, Josh I, Allen's just unbelievable. I mean, he's... The, the, Monster. There are great talents that are going to be great no matter where they end up. I completely agree. I'm not convinced, considering how raw Josh Allen was coming out of school, that he would have fit that. If he ends up with Adam Gase and before that Todd Bowles, we really think that that was going to be the coaching staff that pulled off what Brian Dayball and Sean McDermott did? I'd, I'd have a tough time buying that one. Well, they look good the other night, huh? And they would have won that game. Look, if they didn't turn the ball over, you know, three times in the first half, they would have won that game by by 40. No doubt. I mean, no and doubt. the Rams are going to have a real down. I, I, I understand it's only the first game. I don't want to overreact. But uh, I, I could see the Rams really, uh, you know, not having a very good year this year. Well, I think that there are issues, you know, left tackle replacing right. Whitworth. Matthew Von Stafford. Miller. How about Von Miller going? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was that was a hell of that a was a, That was an man. assault on Stafford the other night. That really was. It's one week, so I don't want to get too nuts about yep. it, but you're right. Yeah. The Bills did a great job of exposing the things that could bring down the Rams. And, look, we see this in the NFC every year. It's very tough for the these NFC teams to get back there. Like, we get a new NFC team going to the Super Bowl basically every single year. And I've been racking my brain trying to figure out who's the team this year. Like, is it Tampa Bay with Tom Brady at 45? And, and Todd Bowles is the coach, too. Let's Todd Bowles is the coach. Tom's got Tom having pr- trouble with his wife. I mean, yeah. all of that. She's not showing up for the first right. game of the season. Right. They're not living together. I mean, that no. real life stuff's going to affect you, I would think. And Plus, he's forty, and he's and as great as Brady is, let's be—he's forty-five. I know he's forty-five years old. Eventually, you have to think he's going to show he's a human yeah. being. Absolutely. The, the Packers always choking a big spot. Oh, that's that's a given. Please. The most overrated coach in football, Lafleur. <laughs> he really is. They win thirteen games, and they don't have Devontae Adams anymore. They win thirteen games every year, and then you know, oh well, we, we if we can only get remember remember they were losing all those big playoff games on a road. Oh, if we can only get a home playoff game, ah, oh, well that's two years in a row, and you lost. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers was quoted as saying a few years ago, "Well, let's get the Niners at home. Let's get them at Lambeau right. Field and see what happens." Right. Oh, we we saw Aaron. 
Yeah. We saw yeah. what happens. Tampa Bay before that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So who yeah, comes out of the- You know, that's, that's a great call. I don't know who's winning the NFC. Yeah, it's, it's a major crapshoot in the NFC. It's tough. you got to talk yourself into a team. You know, like, yeah. well, what's the team that comes out like of the, the NFC? Niners? Like the Niners? It, look, Not with really, this guy at quarterback. I'm, what, are you kidding me? But, but we don't know what he is. That's the scary thing about Trey I Lance. I mean, we, we have no idea what he is. And I don't think bringing Jimmy Garoppolo was a bad sign, like bringing no. him back. I think it was well, a good insurance policy. You know, Why not? That's what it was. That's yeah. what it is. Things don't work out. He gets hurt. He doesn't play well. I got Jimmy Garoppolo. I have no idea. I lean towards, well, the Packers will get back there, and maybe this year they win a couple of big games and get to a Super Bowl. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Not going to be Dallas. You think it's going to be Dallas? Well, I mean, look, the last time we saw the Cowboys, we saw one of the, and we all wanted them coaching the Jets. We saw one of the worst coach games in the history of mankind. In that playoff loss to the Niners, and if they I'll get off to that. a bad start, he won't finish the year. Well, Sean Payton's going to be the coach there. You, you, and, 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 barring them winning the Super Bowl, and maybe even then, yeah, Sean Payton's coaching the Cowboys. Long term, I think you're right, but short term, they got Dan Quinn on that staff right now. If they no, wanted they to do. make an in season change, they do. I, I just, I just envision Payton being the coach. I think, I think eventually it turned out to be right about that. Right. We'll make our NFL picks coming up. We'll check in on the Yankees as they get set for Tampa. Game two of that series, but Ingo and Roberts here on the floor. Yankees baseball is on the fan. Swing on, there it goes. Deep right, it is high. It is far. It is gone. The home of the New York Yankees is WFAN. It couldn't have come at a better time. The fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Joe Benito and Evan Roberts on the fan. Joe and Evan, Evan and Joe. Couple minutes after 12 o'clock, Beningo and Roberts will be here just about every Saturday throughout the fall. And we'll make our NFL picks every Saturday, a lot of football Saturday talk, and then hopefully a long baseball playoff run with the Mets and the Yankees. We'll before see. we before we do the picks, I got to say this, okay? And I want to give Rutgers credit for beating Boston College last week. They came from behind. I can't believe they won the game. And give them credit. You know, you're about to it. kill him, aren't you? You're about to crush him. What are you doing playing Wagner? <laughs> I mean, Wagner. I didn't even know Wagner played football. What are they? What are they doing playing Wagner's basketball team in football? I mean, come on. I mean, you're you're a Big Ten team. Oh, you're in the Big Ten. And by the way, the Big Ten's the big 116 anymore. USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. What, are you kidding me? Anyway, Wagner? I mean, give me some. Like, give me, like, a team that maybe, like, plays football. Like, like if you play, like, UConn or something, you got to play Wagner? There's another, I don't want to say on. local, but sort of local school that's also playing Wagner in football this year. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but. No. And who might that be? Syracuse plays what? Wagner. Yeah. That's it. What? Yeah. How could Syracuse be playing Wagner? Because they want an easy win. I mean, oh, my God. I didn't even know Wagner. Did you know Wagner played Division One football? Dude, yeah. I didn't know until I what saw the Division schedule. Division 10? <laughs> Dude, I had no idea. Oh and they, I looked it up to find out, hey, how's Wagner done this year? They played a few weeks ago against Fordham, and they lost. So they're 0-1 this season. Yes. Another, another big football program, Fordham. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By the way, if you want to hear the Rutgers Wagner game, I think it's on the FM signal. Is there a line for that game? I didn't even, there's no line for that game, is there? So I couldn't find a line. I was looking for one, but I asked Big Zoo, and he said he thinks he heard it was 45 and a half. Wow. But that's the number. I take Wagner. <laughs> Would you? 
Yeah, especially them coming off a big win over BC. I could see them only winning by like, you know, 30. I don't a know. Let down, a letdown performance as oh they take on God. Wagner. Wagner. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that's a that's a weird one because I agree with you. I didn't know Wagner had a football. Isn't the Alabama-Texas game like now? It's like noon, isn't it? Yep, coming up right now. Right. Yep, that's starting right now too. They're huge favorites in that game. You see wow. how many points Alabama's laying? I know. Well, I mean, come on. It's not that, but what was it like? I thought it was only like about 16 or something like that. That's isn't, that's, isn't that a big number? Well, Alabama-Texas, I mean, that, that feels big. big. Yeah, well, I mean. Well, it's know, not Rutgers. It's not Wagner. like when they were like, you know, favored by 40 last week against Utah State. I mean, where is, where is the oh, number here? By the way, you excited for that uh, playoff format we're going to get in a couple of years? Like a real big Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna, they're going to go 12, right? It's going to be 12 teams? Yeah, I no. love it. I think no, it's, it's awesome. Tremendous. No, that is great. great. Long overdue. Long no overdue. doubt. So we'll make our NFL picks. Hit the music. Let's get this thing started. And I I hate to do this. I, re- I really hate to do this because these are two football franchises I hate. In fact, I hate the Dolphins more because their fans are so obnoxious. But I think the Dolphins yes. are going to kill them. I really do. Their fans, by the way, I was with a lot of Dolphins. You know, JJ, all these guys. They all think they win. they win in like 12 games. I know. It's, it's unbelievable. And Unbelievable. I don't think they will. I think they're going to have a disappointing season, but I do think they're going to start off and they're going to get cocky. They're laying three and a half against the Patriots. Right. You know, I'm starting to think that while Bill Belichick did an incredible job last year, when you look at the year Mac Jones had, they were a playoff team. They got crushed in the playoffs. They got embarrassed in the playoffs. But I'm convinced this is actually going to be the year where the Patriots no longer are under the Belichick spell and overperform. He's got Matt Patricia and Joe Judge running the offense. Unbelievable. Two failed head coaches. Unbelievable. Brilliant idea. And look, we all know the story. Even when Tom Brady was there, even when the Patriots were great, they always struggled down in Miami. And Bill tried to change it up this year. He had them down there since Tuesday. I think the Dolphins are going to come out flying. I don't think they're going to have a great year. I think they're going to have a great week. So I'm going to start off by taking the Dolphins, laying the three and a half at home against the New England Patriots. Game number two, the Dallas-Tampa Bay game. I think the Buccaneers, for a myriad of reasons, are going to come out flat to start this season. I know there's some concern about Dak's health right now, Dak Prescott dealing with this ankle issue, which he blamed on some Michael Jordan shoes that he was wearing. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a couple things, their offensive line is very different than a year ago. Tom Brady is dealing with three-fifths of that offensive line looking different. And, well, I didn't think it was a big deal that he missed a a little bit of training camp. I I just wonder, right out of the gate, all the rumors about the marital issues, and the fact we talked about before, he's 45 years old. I just wonder if we're going to see the sharpest Tom Brady right out of the gate. I wonder about that. So I think, first of all, I'm getting points, so why not get the two and a half? I like Dallas in this game. So give me the Cowboys, Sunday night football, getting two and a half at home against Tampa. And in game number three, the NFL does a great job of this. They love having the the, the quarterback facing his former team. We experienced that with Sam Donald against the Jets. We saw that. Yes, we did. We're going to even see Week it Sunday. One. Week one. They have that work out for us, like every other September. Well, well. This year, Joe Flacco is going to face his former team. But the real sexy one is the fact that Baker Mayfield is going to face his former team in Carolina and go up against his former team, the Cleveland Browns. And I think there's this thought, well, the Browns never win week one. I mean, never win week one. It is incredible how bad they've been opening up seasons. Uh, they are 1-21-1 in week one since they returned to the NFL. That, that stat almost doesn't even feel real. That's a jet-like stat. They haven't won a week one game since 2004. Well, guess what? That's going to change. I think Jacoby Brissett, who 
look, when he's played over the last few years, not that he's a starting quarterback in this league, I think he can be respectable. I think he gives him a respectable performance. Plus, we talked about Ngonkwu, the guy the Jets could have drafted for the offensive line. So he's going to make his NFL debut, he's going to play left tackle, and he's going to have to block Miles Garrett. Okay, good luck with that. We'll see how that works out. I think Baker's going to run for his life. So in game number three, give me the Browns laying the point and a half in Carolina against the Panthers. I'm taking the Dolphins laying three and a half against New England. The Cowboys getting two and a half against Tampa. And in game number three, the Browns laying a point and a half against Carolina. Those are my picks. Joe, take it away. You know, I was going to take, because I don't want to, you know, uh, have the same games as you. So I was going to take the Cowboys as well for all the reasons you said. But I'm going to lay off that game. So I'm going to go in a a little bit different direction. So we always have, you know, different games. So I'm going to take the Steelers getting six and a half in Cincinnati against the Bengals. You know, there's a couple things. And I know Mitch Trubisky's the quarterback. And I got to tell you, it scares the hell out of me. But the Steelers still have a very good defense. The Steelers still have Mike Tomlin there. And I got a feeling, and we all know about the Super Bowl loser hangover the next year. And I know Joe Burrow's terrific. I know Jamar Chase is terrific. I get all of that. Six and a half points is the number. Division rivalry thing. Boy, I could see the Steelers coming in and beating and winning this game. I mean, I, I really do. And you're getting six and a half. So I'm going to I'm gonna take a shot here on Pittsburgh. I think they're a live dog. Six and a half field. Like I said, Trubisky scares me. There's no doubt about that. But Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. Tomlin's Tomlin. You know, that the Super Bowl hangover for the Super Bowl loser. Give me the Steelers plus six and a half uh, in Cincinnati. That's game one. Game two. And, I and again, I mentioned this earlier, bro. I don't understand how the Tennessee Titans are only a five and a half point number over the Giants. Now, that kind of jumps out at you and makes you say, boy, what, what's going on here? You know, it's almost like the odds makers in Vegas, they're begging you begging you to take Tennessee. You know, we all say the Giants are going to stink, the whole deal, you know, new regime, all of this. But you know what? I'm going to take Tennessee. Even though all the points tell me that this is a skewed line, maybe I should take the Giants in the five and a half. I'm not. I'm going to take Tennessee. I mean, to me, Tennessee's got to – this is a double-digit double, double digit win for Tennessee. I mean, I, I see them winning this game by at least ten. Maybe I'm crazy, you know. I'm kind of bucking it a little bit because, of you know, it's such a weird spread here. But give me the Titans laying the five and a half uh, uh, tomorrow afternoon against the Giants. And finally, bro, I'm taking the Jets getting seven. I'm sorry I'm taking them. I think if they lose tomorrow, it's going to be a brutal loss. I mean, I can't you see this scenario right now for the Jets tomorrow, right? They're playing well. Brees Hall, you know, all of a sudden we're mentioning Emmett Smith in the same same uh, sentence as Brees Hall. You know, <laughs> Flacco throws a touchdown pass to Elijah Moore. Flacco throws a touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson. We're all delirious. The Jets are winning the game 21-10. You know, Quinn and Williams looks like Alan Page all of a sudden. I mean, he's chasing Lamar all over the place, right? T- start of the fourth quarter, Jets are up 21-10. All of a sudden, here comes the Ravens. Five seconds left in the game. Justin Tucker. 48 yards out, 21-20 to Jets lead. Bingo. Tucker hits the 48-yard game winner. Can't you see that? Mm. 23-21 Ravens. Your thoughts? What do you think? <laughs> I can totally yeah, see but, it. <laughs> but they covered a number. Right. So, and, I, and I'm going to say this again. 
they better win this game tomorrow. I don't want to hear it. I don't. To me, Lamar Jackson's very overrated. This defense is not the defense of you know uh, 2000 or 2012. I don't see Ed Reed or Ray Lewis or Tony Saragusa anywhere. Chris McAllister. I don't see these guys. Okay. I'm taking the Jets plus seven. I expect a monumental effort by this team tomorrow. Flacco against his old team, all of that. So give me the Jets plus seven. So give me the Steelers plus six and a half in Cincinnati. Give me the Titans laying the five and a half against the Giants in Nashville. And give me the Jets getting the seven tomorrow at the Meadowlands, at really at Giants Stadium, because that's what it is, in that brutal stadium they play in. Uh, uh, there you go, against the Ravens. There's the the Joe Beningo, Evan Roberts, pro football picks, the ever-difficult week one in the NFL. The legends of Yankees baseball. It is gone. The home of Yankees baseball is WFAN. Hit number 3,000. Derek Jeter has achieved another milestone in his Hall of Fame career. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I think I remember you saying, Joe, on the Oh the Pain podcast, where you could download wherever podcasts are available, uh, that if the Mets, and I've heard you say it, and a few Met fans say this, I don't necessarily subscribe to this, but the thought that if they fall out of first place, they'll never see it again. Well, that happened last night. The Mets are not a first yep. place team. Yep. They're a game behind the Braves in the lost column. Do you think we ever see first place again now? I'm concerned about it. I think, I think if they're going to see first place again, it's going to happen now. Because the Braves are in this tough part of their schedule. The Mets need a long winning streak. Let's be honest about it. They need, they need starting tonight, they need to go on a six, seven, eight game streak. And you, and you need the Braves to lose some of these games. I mean, you know, like I said, a couple, maybe three losses on the West Coast, and then the Phillies doing some damage to them. Let me say this. I think if, right now it's not gotten away from them yet. They're only a half game back, they're only one in the loss column. I think if they drop to three or four games out, it's over. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think they can drop much more than where they are now. I think if they go down three, four, it's it's done. It's no, done. I'd agree with you because that would also mean they're continuing to lose to these bad right. teams. That's right. Because That's right. they've got nine games. I know this has been going on for a week now, but they've got yep. nine yep. more games against the Marlins, the Cubs, and the Pirates. They can't be losing more games to Absolutely these teams. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And it's got to change tonight. And yes, I know I don't have a lot of confidence in Carlos Carrasco, but you know what? How about you score some runs? Got to start hitting, hey, no question, bro. And and they really got to start getting it consistently now, especially power wise from Alonzo and Lindor. No question. The Yankees have a big game coming up in a few minutes. They're going to try to win a game against Tampa. Their lead is only down to two. I'll be back on Monday with Craig at two o'clock. You could hear Joe on Monday in a That's guest right. spot with Tiki and Tierney. I believe it's 11.40 for that. 11.40, and we will be back together next Saturday at 10 a.m. Always fun working with you, Joe. This is going to be great. Bro, I love it. Every minute of it. All the love, everybody. All the love. Enjoy the Yankees. They're next. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.